When you gotta go, you gotta go. But where you gonna go when you gotta go? When there's no commode for your load. What's the plan, man? We're gonna talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. We're glad you joined us today. And we want to start out today just by thanking those of you who are starting their Amazon shopping from our website. We do get a small commission off of that, and it does help with the expenses of the podcast. Now, that reminds me, the other day we were discussing carrying a compass. You remember that episode when we were talking about the maps and the compasses? In our... I do remember that. Well, someone wanted a recommendation, so we've gone into the website, and we've put in a couple of recommended items on the recommended item page, and it's two compasses for those of you that would like to look at those. And we've chosen inexpensive yet very adequate compasses that would work well, whether you're orienteering or whether this is in your backpack for your get-home bag with your maps or such as that. So just wanted to remind you of that or let you know of that and to thank those of you that are going to Amazon and doing your shopping, that is one way to support the podcast. We appreciate that. We do. Now, after that question leading in, that brings up the question, what on earth is our topic? Well, I'll tell you exactly on earth what our topic is. Our topic tonight is sanitation. Sanitation. So that's why you say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, it's something every human being has in common. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the Queen of England or uh, Taylor Swift or Elon Musk or just you and me. At some point, our bodies are going to expel waste and we got to do something about that. And it says you got to go. And sometimes it says you got to go now. Sometimes it says that. Not wait. You Mm got to go now. And we were just we're going to be real talk, everybody. We're talking about using the bathroom. Okay, for those of you that weren't picking up on that, I'm just going to state it straight up. Yeah, we're not talking about keeping the countertops clean. No, we're actually talking about a practical prepping approach to what you have to do to facilitate when you have no regular facilities. Oh, that was good. I just made that up. That was good. (laughs) We ought to record that sometime. Let's do it. We're talking about sanitation, and we're going to divide that two ways. Since there is always the possibility that something could happen and that we could be on the road and we could have to get home, then we're going to talk about sanitation while we're traveling on foot. And then we're going to talk about sanitation while we're bugging in. Bugging in, we still have the issue of sanitation. Absolutely. I mean, it could be a case where a storm has come through and has completely knocked out all the sewage and utilities. And I got to thinking about that, too. And I'll get into another point. You and I were talking about what cataclysmic event could happen if you're bugging in and you still try to continue to use your regular commode. We'll talk about that when we get to that. Let's just begin with the very, very simple. You know, we're all about simple. 
And one of the things that you can put into your get home bag and probably most every bag you have that you might stake some length of time on is to carry a roll of toilet tissue. And there's a special way that you have shared with me, because until I met you and you shared this, I had no idea you could pull the center paper roll out. Yeah, the cardboard. Yeah, the cardboard roll. You can pull that out. You can place the roll in a Ziploc bag, and then you can press down on that and remove as much air as possible before you seal that Ziploc bag. See, that makes a lot of sense for your get-home bag or your everyday carry, because now that big, wide cardboard roll is out of there, and you can compress it down pretty flat. Mm -hmm. So you've got a lot less space that it'll take up. Exactly. Now, if you are in a vehicle... And I used to do this when I had a toolbox on the back of my pickup truck. And that was to put a roll of toilet tissue in a plastic coffee can, the snap top coffee can. Yeah, absolutely. Just put one in there. And I've been known to do that when we were on canoe trips. And that way, if we turned the canoe over, we still had dry toilet tissue. Y'all can't see this right now, but we have a cat up here on top of our table and he is switching his tail all in my Mark's face. I'm sorry. If you're hearing buttons push and somebody's skulking around, it's this cat. He just loves podcasting with us. He's not got anything to say, but he's got an awfully lot to do. Well, now he did one night when he got up next to your mic and he said, yeah, right. And this would be Saban. He's trying to find a comfortable place to sit down on our uh, control board. Yeah. I mean, he's a cat. You cat owners, you cat... Well, is there such a thing as a cat owner? No. No, it's cat servants. Right, we're cat servants. Uh, those of you with cats, you know what I'm talking about. This this cat here's got to be all up in the middle of all of our business. Yeah, the other one lay on my keyboard for a while today, looking out the window, watching the birds and <laughs> chattering at them. So they're quite interesting there. But if you're in a vehicle, if you stay in the same vehicle a lot, you could put that roll of toilet tissue in a coffee can, coffee container, snap top coffee container, and have that there when you need it. And there's actually no need to remove the roll for that. No, not at all. I mean, you just leave it in there. That is really a great tip, a very practical prepping tip. I'm going to give you five stars on that one. There comes time that you are out making your way home and it comes time to gotta go where you gotta go Mm -hmm. and you may have to go in the woods yeah that conjures up memories of road trips with my family back in the 50s and 60s and my sweet little dad actually would pull off the side of the road and we'd walk you know up the little hill into the forest, and the forest was our bathroom. Guys have been doing it since the beginning of time, and women were not really that far behind. But one of the things that we want to do is we want to use our situational awareness. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're trying to get home, you may have bad guys that are stalking you, something like that, so you've got to keep an eye out for that. But you have also need to be watching where you put your feet. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We're not just talking about bad human beings. If you're in a heavily forested area or some unknown farmland or anything, you really don't know what the hazards might be. So don't just step unknowingly like over a log or around a tree until you have really seen where your feet will be landing. Exactly. And talking about crossing a log, the best way to cross a log is not really to step over it. Now, in the wintertime, that's the quietest way to go over it. But in the summertime, it's better to step up on that log and then take a long step off of it. 
Right. My dad told me a story about his, he and his dad were walking through their own property mm-hmm. when my dad was just a very young boy and he was, you know, jumping up on logs and coming down, jumping. And his father was walking ahead of him and his dad held up his hand and stopped him from jumping because a diamondback rattlesnake was all coiled up on the other unseen side of that mm-hmm. log. And of course, my grandfather took care of that snake, but my unknowing father would have jumped right into its path and a rattlesnake, a startled snake will strike at anything. And that's why I say don't step over the log, but step up onto the log and then take a long step off of yeah, it. Where you can see. Not right Absolutely. down to it. Exactly. So back, back to this. We use our situational awareness when we're looking for a place to do our business. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's no modesty here. You guys have been doing this for years. Well, the world is your urinal. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But we're <laughs> That's talking, <true>, man. <laughs> we're talking a little bit more here about grabbing a tree. Okay. And I'll just explain it. And you walk up just a foot or so from that tree, and and you don't want a big tree here. You want one that you can get your hand around. And you put your hand around it, you've pulled your pants down, and you just kind of... Lean out. Lean back. And <laughs> oh, grab a tree. I, got, I have a visual. Okay. You, you grab a tree, and you. you go down to your bottom is about equal with your knees. So you're about like you're sitting in a chair, uh-huh. and you're holding on to that tree, and you do your business... And hopefully you've already gotten your pack of toilet paper out of your bag so that you can have it there Mm -hmm. on your leg between your knees or something and do what you need to do. And this is getting weird. Well, I mean, hey, listen, I warned our listeners that we were going real talk tonight. And it's just it's something that you need to know how to do. And if if you've never had to go in the woods, it's still not a bad skill to have. (laughs) Practice it with your pants up. You just go out and find something you can grab a hold of, even if it's the rail of the uh, fence or the steps or something, and just practice squatting into that position. And it won't hurt the environment. It won't hurt the environment. (laughs) Nope. Animals do it all the time. So just be prepared that you could have to go in the woods if you're trying to get home after some type of situation. Look at me. I grabbed a tree. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Grab a tree, ladies. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about while bugging in. Yeah. What would be some examples of why we would be bugging in? Well, we pretty much anything. It could be a situation where we are without utilities. It could be after a some type of a storm damage. It could be the invasion of the alien flying zombie frogs and we have to stay in. <laughs> Uh, whatever the situation is. Or maybe like a humongous unexpected snowstorm. A humongous unexpected snowstorm. It knocks out the utilities. And the drainage lines freeze up. Well, now, see, that's what I wanted to talk about there, too. We were talking earlier, I alluded to a situation where if you're bugging in and you know you don't have regular sewage and plumbing and you're thinking, well, I've got this bucket and I've got a bathtub full of water so I can just go in my toilet and pour in some water from that bucket, and I'm, you know, fine. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Well, that works great until it doesn't. Well, it doesn't work at all after the fact when the sewage lines are also not being pumped exactly. and drained. And that means all your sewage and all the sewage from all your neighborhoods going to come right back up. And I will tell you that a camper sewage line can freeze up. Yikes. 
And so then you have to find other options. Mm -hmm. Now, there's short-term and there's long-term situations that we could get into, and we can handle these to some degree the same way. One thing that Krista's told you about, and we thank one of our listeners, Lindsay, for sharing this on the podcast with us, and that is the toddler potty. Toddler potty. Toddler potty. Party. Yeah, we've had so much fun with Krista saying toddler, toddler party. party. And so mm. we, we've just had some fun with that, mm-hmm. not You're just on party. the air either. <laughs> we, that's been kind of a running joke. Uh-huh. But that toddler party. Po- <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I did it. That toddler gotcha. potty is a very good thing. It and really we, is. We now travel with that. Game changer. And it's a game changer. <laughs> and we have used that even recently when we were in a location where we knew we were going to be overnight and knew that we would not have readily accessible facilities. And so we took that with us. And I think you set it in a chair and it works very, very well. It uh, it. It did the job it was intended to do so I could do the job I couldn't help doing. Did that make sense? Okay, keep going. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right. Now, another option, and I've seen this in a number of forums and different social media groups, is using a five-gallon bucket and a pool noodle. Uh Now, the problem with the pool noodle, and I found a little bit better option, the problem with the pool noodle is it is not slit. You would have you'd to have to make a you'd a have to slice it, it yeah. so that it would fit around it. But now, if you go to the home improvement store and buy a piece of pipe insulation for like a half inch pipe, it's already split. It's basically a pool noodle, but it's like a black color most it, of the and time. And it's not it's not as not as lightweight. It's a little well, denser. it's it's a little thinner. Oh, really. I see. Okay. But you can get them that are several inches across. But really all you're looking for there is something to have a little bit of comfort. This is not the place to sit and read the morning news because it's not going to be that comfortable. So that pool noodle is you split it to curve it around the upper edge. The of that upper bucket. edge of yeah. that five gallon bucket. And this this is kind of one of those, uh oh, we gotta do something today. Now what's around the house that I can use? Exactly. Most of us can find a five gallon bucket and possibly a pool noodle. And if you have kids, you probably have pool no- pool noodles. <laughs> it's easy for you to I say. I started to say poodle noodles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having so much fun with sanitation we are. tonight. We are. And and we're totally sober. Haven't had a single thing to drink. <laughs> So far, so good. (laughs) All right. Now, here's something that you can do. And we actually did a little bit of research on this. And it is a five-gallon bucket with a toilet seat lid. I mean, somebody was thinking. They took that five-gallon bucket idea and they said, you know what? I can improve upon this whole design. Yeah. And And, they did it. And this is not like just cutting a six or eight-inch hole in the top of the bucket. No. This is actually a snap-on toilet lid that goes on top of the five-gallon bucket, and it has a lid that closes on top of that. Very clever. I went ahead, and I'm putting one on the website. If you would like to see what we're talking about, go to www.practicalprepping.info. Go to the recommended items page and click on that, and it will come up. It's a five-gallon bucket with a toilet lid on it. And it comes with three 
uh, packets that goes in it. it. It's containment packets, but you can also use a pretty sturdy trash bag and do the same thing. I think so. And you know, you can use this type of an item, not just for an emergency situation, but uh, if you're going to do some tent camping, or maybe mm-hmm. you're going to do some hiking in the woods and wouldn't mind carrying something like this with your gear or what have you. I mean, it's not exactly backpack material, but if you're going to be tent camping, you probably are taking a vehicle of some kind. And uh, this this very well could be the answer to your, what am I going to do in the middle of the night when I got to go? And, and I want to be as comfortable as possible, but what's reasonable? Yeah, and looking back over the years, I wish I'd have had one of these in the shooting house. Heck yeah. Would have been nice. Uh-huh. So that's some options for the short-term sanitation issues that we might get into for a week or two or, you know, even a month. But what about long-term? Now, when you say long-term, you're looking like six months plus? Yeah. What if we did have a grid-down situation that life changes to society changes and the sewage plant Mm -hmm. quits work? So we're kind of back to 1795 kind of thing? Well, something like that. (laughs) And one of the things that would have been around in 1795 and 1895 and 1995 at our hunting club Mm -hmm. was an outhouse. Oh, yes. My grandmother had one. I mean, it was uh, she was probably in her upper 80s before she even got an indoor bathroom and she wasn't real crazy about it she was used to that outhouse yeah now we had the finest two-holer in coosa county alabama <laughs> people are like what does that mean two-holer think about it <laughs> yeah it, it, it had a seating capacity of two and it was vinyl sided get out of here it that's was vinyl sided we were uptown Fan- fancy pants now you could build an outhouse now one of the things that we had on that outhouse is it was kind of on skids Because what you do is you dig a hole and you put the outhouse over it, and then you go in the hole as long as you can, and you dump lime in there, you know, to to take care of it. But eventually the hole starts filling up and you have to move the outhouse. Yes, you had to relocate it. So what we had was it was built on skids, and we would dig a new hole with the backhoe, and then we'd hook a chain to the outhouse, and we'd slide the outhouse over the hole. And then we'd take the dirt that we'd dug for the new hole and fill in the old hole. Now, that's just good recycling right there. That's thinking ahead. And whoever, I didn't think it up, but whoever did it had a really, really good idea. Well, I was going to say, I bet the grass that grew over that was green. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, with that, you can go back to your five-gallon bucket idea, and you can line it with plastic trash bags that you can put in there to keep from having to clean the bucket. And there's some things that you can put in that trash bag to help. Yes, I've even thought about using the clumping litter that we use for our cats. The brand that I get actually is the Target uh, private label brand. It's the best cat litter I've ever used. And I used to be in the pet business, so I know a couple things about cat litter. And I'm telling you that Up and Up brand is the best clumping litter I've ever used. No, I don't work for Target. No, they're not a sponsor. I'm just telling you from a brand perspective, if I had to use it as a human being and needed to use a clumping litter and scoop it just like I do for my cats, I would use that. You could do that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fill the thing up near as much as we do in the cat box, but you could put five or six inches in it. Now me, I put a few inches in it, use it, and then I dispose of that bag every day. 
you can go in there and scoop it if you want to. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it just depends on your situation. I guess that depends on how much litter we have available, how many bags we have available. And then after that, you're either going to have to bury that waste or you're going to have to burn that waste. And that waste doesn't burn easily. So be sure that you are using a pretty hefty size fire to do that. Ah, I see. Yeah. Of the two choices, personally, I think burying would be the way I'd want to go. That that would be my choice yeah. and just go out here on the backside of the property and start burying. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've taken a lighthearted look at a fairly serious situation, but it is something that we as preppers need to think through ahead of time. And quite honestly, sanitation is one of those issues that a lot of people don't put a lot of thought into until the time comes. Well, you know, we do spend a lot of time as preppers talking about prepping for the items of food and water that we want to take into our bodies. But you're exactly right. Sometimes we haven't given a fair amount of attention to the fact that all of this is going to come out at some point. You've got to find some hygienic ways to deal with your sanitation situation. Mm -hmm. And some of the listeners have elderly that live with them. Some of them have young children or infants. Some are compromised physically. They've got to deal with a whole different aspect if they're, for example, not able to walk on their own power and that sort of thing. So every family has so many different ways that they have to approach this topic, but you can't not approach it. You have to think about what is your sanitation plan. That reminds me of the bedside commode idea. You could take that bedside commode and put that over a five-gallon bucket with a liner in it, and that would work as well. So Mm -hmm. use what you have and just think through this. And ladies, be prepared to grab a tree. (laughs) Okie dokie. Well, I mean... I always look at it like this. There's there's worse things that can happen to you. And there's always that wonderful relief. Of, I don't care if it is a tree. You got to go. Take care of business. You'll feel better later. It's necessary. And we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We would appreciate it if you would share Practical Prepping Podcast with your friends, family, and your social media. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.